0: Welcome to the Quality Christian Living Podcast. I am your host David Friend. We're continuing our series of podcasts on success, abundant living, being an overcomer, and what God has planned for his people. Today's topic is entitled Success God's Way. Now what does God's Word say about success? Why is trying to achieve success sometimes wrong? And why we must never do it our way? And also we're going to talk about does God have a way for his believers, for his followers to be successful? Well, I believe he does. But before we get into that, we need to pray and ask for God's anointing. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would move in a very special way in this podcast today. I pray that you would bless it, that you would anoint it, that you would give me the words to speak, that you would anoint those who are listening in. And I invite the Holy Spirit now to come in and take control. Thank you. What I've prepared, I believe, is is right, it's on track, but without the anointing of the Holy Spirit, it will not hit the mark, it will not bless your people. So I pray the Holy Spirit now that you would take charge, I surrender to you, I pray that you would lead me and guide me in this discussion. And for those who are listening in, I pray that they would receive something very special today that understands that God's way is the only right way to have success in our lives. So with that, I'm going to give you praise for what's about to take place. I'll give you all the glory and the honor and praise in Jesus' name. Well today we're going to talk about success God's way. It's something that I wanted to talk about and get people to understand that God does want us to be blessed and he wants us to have success in our life. The topic of success brings forth various types of comments from people. Some are opposed to it and some are in favor of it. There are positive and negative responses when anytime you talk about Christians and success and some say that Christians should never talk about success because if they do it's self-centeredness. It's focusing on themselves and not thinking about anyone else. But that's really not the success I'm talking about. I'm not talking about getting rich quick and ignoring everyone else. I'm talking about success God's way. That means he has a plan to bless us, a reason to bless us, and a reason for us to be successful in our life. And I believe that's his plan for you as you're listening in today. It's interesting that recently I've heard a lot of really good Christian people that I know talk about success. Not their success, but talking about other people's success and the successes that God has brought in into their life but also to other people's lives and it's just something that should spread and something that God wants to be made known to his followers that he is in favor of success. Now when I felt led to address how Christians should deal with success, I believe the Holy Spirit impressed me to talk about God's way to success or God's plan for success or simply success success. God's way. Now here's a list of the seven steps to have what I call success God's way. All right, let's get into these the greatest success that we will ever experience in our life is receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Now that might surprise some of you. Some of you might think it might be having a big home or making a lot of money or being pastoring a great big church or having a huge successful business or being married for 90 years. All those things are wonderful and can be great successes, but bottom line, we've got to remember the proof that God wants us to be successful is that the greatest success that we'll ever have in anything that we do in our life is when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, if you've not done that, if you've not surrendered your life to Christ, then it's just, it's very simple. You just simply have to say, Father, I'm sorry for the sins that I've committed. I repent of these sins. I ask to for forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Today, I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I promise to serve him all the days of my life. You see, if you prayed that, in Jesus' name. You prayed that and you believed that with all of your heart, your mind, and your soul. Then Jesus came into your life. Now you need to grow. You need to find a good church. You need to get into the Word of God and grow as you've given your life to Christ. All right, let's move on because I know most of the people I'm talking to are already followers of Jesus Christ. But if there's just one person out there listening in and they felt like they had never made a commitment to Christ and they did that just now, then this whole podcast certainly is worth it. Number two, We need to love others and pray for their needs. That's a sign of success is that you have a desire to see other people be blessed. You live vicariously through other people's blessings. You ever run into someone and they talk to you and you tell them, they ask you how you're doing, you're saying, oh, I'm doing great. I got a promotion at work and our children now going into college or you give them all these wonderful success stories, things that are happening in your life. And they look at you almost kind of like they're sorry to hear that. Now, what I'm saying about that is that they're not happy. They're not joyful in your successes. And so therefore, in order for us to truly be successful in life and be successful Christians, we need to be happy about the successes of other people and the wonderful, joyful things that happen in their life. Mark chapter 12 verse 31 in the New Living Translation says this, love your neighbor as yourself. That is success. Really understanding and loving our neighbor as ourselves. Now, some of you might think, well, this is just going to be a spiritual talk on success. Yes, it is, but it's also going to be about a practical way to have success in the decisions that we make the decisions we make in our finances, the decisions we make in our marriage, whether we buy a home or don't buy a home, those are all things that enter into the success plan that God has. And if you'll stay with me in this series on success and go back and listen to the ones prior to this, you'll see that from time to time, I go into various topics and areas of success in our life that'll bless us in many ways. All right, here's number three. This is the third step to have success God's way. Be sure our once Our needs and our desires line up with God's word. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. There's sometimes a misunderstanding about what our wants, needs, and desires are. We all sometimes think it's just all the same thing. Well, it's not. Our wants is what we want. And those are maybe things outside of the basic needs that we have. And there's nothing wrong with wanting those things, but they need to be done according to God's way to bless us. Our needs are those things we actually have to have. We have to have food. We need shelter. We need clothing. All those things that we need, God promised that He's would provide for us. And our desires are those things that are greater than just the wants and needs, the desires of our heart. The Bible tells us that God will bless us if our ways are pleasing unto the Lord. He'll make our enemies to be at peace with us. God's Word tells us that that He'll give us the desires of our hearts if we put Him first, if we seek Him first and and desire His guidance and direction in our life. He will give us the desires of our heart. So it's, it's very important that we understand, in order to understand exactly how to have God's way for success or God's plan for success, is to be sure that our wants, and our needs, our desire, line up with God's word and God's plan for our life. I talk a lot about that in other podcasts, so I don't think I want to spend much more time on it in this particular one. Number four, always put God first in everything we do. That way, you see, we know that the success will come God's way. This applies to our marriage, to our careers, to our family, And every area of our life. In Mark chapter 12 and verse 30 in the New Living Translation, it says this You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Let me add to that, and all our desires, and all of our needs, and all of our wants, and all of our goals, and all of our plans for success. We've got to put God first in everything. You know, when I was first married, my wife and I met, fell in love, got married. Then off to Vietnam, I went, came back. My wife and I, we had two wonderful children, our son, Ed, and our daughter, Tricia. And we've been so blessed. And, but when I came back from Vietnam, I wasn't a Christian. And I went to work for a bank. And I really got out of track. And I was all discombobulated, if you will, about my focus in life and what was the number one thing in my life. Because I didn't know the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I put my career first. Because I thought, the career has come first. That way, I'll be able to bless my family, my wife, and my children. And provide for them. But I messed up for a few years there while I was just focusing on my career and not focusing on God first. When I got saved, which was about five years after I came back from Vietnam, everything changed. All of a sudden, I realized that God has to be first in everything. And when I put him first and then realized that my wife then comes right after that, right after my relationship with God, and the same way with her and her relationship with God and her relationship with me, and then my children, my family, all those things became more important. And then finally the job got in there around fourth or fifth in priority, because when I did that, it's funny, prior to doing that, I was doing okay in my career, but once I became a Christian, and once I placed God first in my life, my career in banking just exploded. Honestly, the first five years, it was okay. I did I did well, but all of a sudden, I received great promotions, and we traveled around the state, and God blessed it, and when I started doing things according to God and putting Him first, then He brought success into our lives, His way. You know, a lot of people don't understand how you put God first when it comes to being married. Let me just make a comment here. If your marriage is going to be great, successful, and wonderful, God has to be first in your life. I've always told young couples or older couples when I'm, you know, giving them biblical counseling on their marriage, I'll tell them if our relationship with God, our vertical relationship with God is right, then the horizontal relationship that we have here sitting together looking at each other's eyes, that relationship that we have here on earth in our marriage will be right. So remember, if our relationship with God is right, our relationships here on earth will be right. And so let me just move on. I could talk for another half an hour about that topic, but I need to move on in order to get all these things. I believe the Lord wants me to put into this particular podcast. Number five in how to have success God's way. Follow Christ by doing things the way that he would. Now, when I first became a Christian, someone came up to me and say, and they just said, you need to follow Christ and you need to always put Jesus first and you always need to do things with Jesus would do it. And then the the letters WWJD, which means what would Jesus do, became kind of in my face all the time. And I I didn't really understand. Understand it until i started running into challenges or facing obstacles in my career or in my in our later on in our business or in our marriage when the challenges of whether we should buy another house or stay where we are or, or put our kids in christian school or not in christian school those kind of things happen and my wife and i started discussing things and we started establishing a foundation of what would jesus do in this situation now we're not jesus we're not perfect but we do need to do things the way he said it for example jesus Jesus said if you're having conflict with your brother, your family member, or someone that you know, then pray for them. He says pray for those who despitefully use us, is what the Word of God tells us, right? So if the Word of God tells us to do that, that's what Jesus would do, and we need to do that. So we need to follow Christ by doing things the way that he would do it If we wonder how he would do it, then just get into his word and read the teachings of Jesus. Read the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and see how Jesus taught and how he told us how to deal with issues in our life. All right, number six in Success God's Way. Be at peace with others and settle disputes quickly. You know, in business, and I had a business, my wife and I had a real estate development company for 20 years. I was a banker for over 15 years. And then I on to be a, a pastor of a church. We were for 20 years. And in all those experiences, I found out one of the most important things I could do was if there was ever conflict or challenges with people, settle things quickly. I wanted to be at peace with other people. The Bible tells us this, as much as it depends with you, be at peace with other people. We need to be peacemakers. Jesus loved the peacemakers. We need to be the person who is always focusing around bringing people together than finding ways to tear people apart. If we want God to give us success his way, then we need to learn how to settle disputes quickly. Now as a banker, a lot of people would come in to see me and they were saying that they were in business with someone and they were having problems. And so now each of them have hired attorneys and and they're going back and forth against each other and attacking each other, and the battle's just raging on and on. And they'd say, what do we do? And as a Christian, I would tell them, well, the Bible tells us that we should settle our disputes quickly. And, you know, that's powerful advice. That's amazing advice, because when we do that, the attorneys then, they, they stop charging you. The attorneys stop sending us bills for their services. People start backing away from attacking you and coming after you. If you're at peace with people and you settle disputes quickly, then then you're going to be the person who's going to bring peace into a situation. Let me give an example. When I was a home builder, I had a lot of subcontractors that I hired. And there was this one particular guy who was a subcontractor who did the stucco work, which is putting stucco finished materials on the outside of your your homes. And he was a nice fella, and he was just a very hardworking guy. And we would be going through a project occasionally and then he would get into some kind of disagreement about the price. He'd say, I'm not charging you enough. I need to charge you more money and he would just get all over me and he'd come to me and he'd say, I want an extra thousand dollars here, an extra thousand dollars there for whatever. And I had to make a decision do I want to argue with him and fight with him over those thousand dollar issues? Or do I want to just sit down and settle and say, look, how do we settle this thing quickly? And the Lord impressed upon me to settle quickly. I remember one time he came to me and he wanted like $1,500 more than he said he would do something for. And I thought to myself, you know, bottom line, that's not really fair, but I like the guy and I want him to continue working on my projects. I want this house to get finished. So in the big picture, settling this thing quickly will help everybody. So I said, "How much do you want?" And he told me. So I took my checkbook out. I wrote him a check for that exact amount and gave it to him. I said, "Now, are we okay? Can we move forward now?" And he was surprised. He said, "Really? That's it? You're you're just going to let it go?" And I said, "Isn't that what you wanted?" And he said, "Well, yeah." He said, wow, I appreciate that. And you know, from that day forward, we never had any problems. Honestly, he didn't fight or complain with me or whatever because the Bible tells to settle grievances, challenges, difficulties, disputes quickly. And when we do that, we'll please God. And it'll be a blessing and it'll be a representation of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Here's step number seven in success god's way A very important one take time to seek the holy spirit before every decision you know right after my first step which was knowing jesus christ as your lord and savior which is the greatest success we'll ever have i should have probably put this one up there as far as priority goes but we need to yield to the holy spirit before every decision now you may have noticed at the beginning of this podcast when i prayed in my prayer i yelled yielded and ask the Holy Spirit to come in and take control. I believe that is so crucial in everything that we do. Now, you say to yourself, you might be thinking, well, how do I know that the Holy Spirit is control? Maybe I'm going through something, going through a challenge, trying to be successful in business, or in my marriage, or in raising our children, whoever it might be. And all of a sudden, you're saying to yourself, what do I do? How do I know that the Holy Spirit is helping me? Well, we seek Him. And then we wait patiently for the Lord, okay? Wait patiently for the Holy Spirit to come back with wisdom and guidance and direction. And when we get a thought in our heart, we get a thought in our mind, and we have peace about it, then most likely we are being led by the Holy Spirit. It's not laziness, it's being led by the Holy Spirit. When I pray about something, I say, Holy Spirit, help me to know what I should do this or or not do this or whatever. Would you just reveal it to me, I ask in Jesus' name. And I let it go and I quit thinking about it. And then all of a sudden, thoughts start coming to my mind about ways to handle things, I believe that it's from the Holy Spirit because I ask the Holy Spirit to help me. And if I ask things of the Holy Spirit, he will come and help me. He's my teacher. He's my comforter. He gives me guidance and direction. He gives me wisdom. And so we need to yield to those thoughts. So number seven, and probably one of the most important one, is understanding success God's way is to seek the Holy Spirit before we make any decision whenever we do. Okay, now I'm going to move into a new part here. Let me ask you this question. What happens when we try to be successful without seeking God? Isn't that interesting? Because I thought it's nice to seek God, but what happens when we're not seeking God? I can remember when I was in business, And my wife and I had a wonderful real estate development company. We were building very nice, large custom homes in the North Scottsdale area. And it was a a good business and the Lord had blessed us. But I remember we had set a, a guideline that we had prayed about. These are the steps that we should take. And when we make a decision to buy a property to build a house there. Well, it was nice. As long as we followed those steps and were directed by those things, then we did well. Well, one particular time, we were trying to find property to put a house on, and we found this lot, but it violated several of the rules in the steps that we made, led by the Holy Spirit. And we said, well, it's no big thing. This is a no-brainer, as some people call it. And I really don't like that statement, by the way, because many times it is a no-brainer when we do stuff. And we just simply made the wrong decisions. And so about half of the things that we thought we should do, we violated on that particular now they were not dishonest. They weren't just guidance and direction that we felt that we should do on each property that we did. So because we, we made a mess on that, we wound up holding that house for five years. Normally I would hold a house, build it in a year or less, sell it in just a few months, and then I'd be finished with it. But this particular house, because we had violated some of the guidelines that we felt were led by the Holy Spirit to make and we just simply couldn't seem to sell it. Matter of fact, we had to move into the house in order to keep it, in order to get it refinanced. Live there for a while, move out, and rent it for a while, and then several years later, we moved back into the house again and refinanced it just in order to, to keep it and without losing it and losing a lot of money on it. Well, eventually, it was sold to somebody, and we moved out. But we looked back and we said, "It's interesting. That's the one house and all the ones we did that we just did not listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, and we had to admit that and had to ask for forgiveness and move." on. And when we continued to be in business and we followed the guidelines that we were given, I believe, by the Holy Spirit, we had one success right after another. And I just thank God for that and give him all the glory for it. So then what happens when we try to be successful without seeking God? Well, I just gave you one of my examples. But let me give you some other thoughts. So when we try to do something without seeking God, we're on our own. It's our own game out there, and God has no obligation, no requirement to give us guidance and direction, or the Holy Spirit to give us any help, because we're just out there doing our own thing. Listen what the Word of God has to say about that type of attitude. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 through 10. I'm going to read this in the New International Version. But godliness with contentment is great gain, all right? That's being content with where we are. For we brought nothing into this world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap, and many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many Griefs. Now, that's a long scripture, but it's so important to understand that because I made the statement, what happens when we try to be successful without seeking God? Well, all of these things, a lot of these things, they happen. It, the lessons that we learned from this is, is that success and money are okay if we are seeking God first and that we should not let our possessions own us. It's one thing to own some nice things, but don't ever let your possessions own you. That means it controls you and guides you and directs you. Another lesson we read we, we, learn from this as far as pursuing God is that great gain comes from being able to serve God and others and then witnessing about your faith. Success is pursuing God. Success is being free of sin and the love of money. We need to put God first. The Bible tells us that we can't love God and love money. It just doesn't work that way. If we love God, then we love him. We put him first. That doesn't mean we can't have money. That doesn't mean we can't be successful. That doesn't mean we can't have a nice home, a business, a car, whatever it might be. We can have those things, but God has to be first. And we don't ever want to try and gain success without God, it will come back and deeply hurt us. You know, when I'm talking about success God's way, it's important that I bring something up that kind of is a worldview of things, of success. I did it my way. Basically thought that if we want anything, or want to accomplish anything in life, we got to do it the way we want to do it. And before I became a follower of Jesus Christ, I thought that doing things my way was the correct way to do everything. But when I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I begin to read God's word and seeing that he is concerned about me and he wants to help me and he's concerned about me operating in myself and my pride and my ego and that his ways are better than my ways. Matter of fact, in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9 in the New King James Version, it helped me so much to understand, you know, how to do things God's way. Isaiah says, as he was led by the Holy Spirit, to speak on why we should follow God. God's plan and God's thoughts. And so it says here in Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways are my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. You see, when it comes to thinking about what God wants, his ways are always going to be better than ours. They're going to be smarter than ours. They're going to be long lasting. And they'll have great wisdom behind them because God has all wisdom. When it comes to thinking about success, we must always believe that success is to be done God's way. There's another wonderful scripture, one of my absolute favorites, There's a great reason to stay away from trying to have success our way without having God's guidance in his direction. It's found in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, where it says, seek first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. You see, God wants us to seek Him first. And to be on the right path, to know the success God's way requires us to put God first, and seeking the Holy Spirit's guide and direction, looking at the Word of God and getting guidance, instruction, and direction. Now before we believe that we should approach anything in life God's way, I believe it's important that we understand how God feels about us. So here's some proof about what God wants us to to do in life and how he wants us to have success. Number one, we are his best creation. We are his favorite. There's a little term the kids are saying today It's called his, she or he is my bestie. That means my best friend. Well, I look at God and I know he's my best friend. No question about it. Number two, God allowed his son to be crucified for us. If that isn't proof that he loves us, then I can't give you another example better than that one. Number three, he gives us the Holy Spirit to direct us and to teach us and to remind us of what Jesus said and gives us comfort and guidance and direction. Number four, He wants us to be the head and not the tail. God wants us to be in charge. He wants to be leaders. He wants us to be people of influence. In Deuteronomy 28 13, the New International Version says this The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands the Lord your God has given you that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will be at the top and never at the bottom. That is is God's way for success. And my fifth comment or point on how to prove that God wants us to succeed is that he sees us as more than conquerors, not just being just an average kind of person. No, God wants us to be more than conquerors. Before I close this podcast, it's so important that we stress the importance that when I spoke on success God's way, it's absolutely crucial, it's vital that we never try to seek success. Success comes to us through God. He brings success on us. You see, when we're doing all these things, all the seven steps to have success God's way and the the things to prove that God loves us and the things he's done for us, those are all wonderful and great things. We have got to avoid seeking success on our own. Because when we do that, we're going to get lost. We're just going to completely miss out on God's plan for us and his desire to bless us. So just in closing on that statement, success, God's way, not our way not the way we think it should be, but the way God wants to bring success and vitality and hope and abundant living into our life. So with that, I hope you've been blessed by this. We're going to continue teaching on this series for a while. So I just want to pray for you and pray God's richest blessing on you, that you will be blessed of the Lord. Father, once again, I thank you for those who are listening in. I pray blessing upon them. I pray, Lord, that they would receive success your way, Lord, that they would receive the blessings of the Lord, Father, and that, Father, all of us would put you first in everything that we do, Lord. That we would remember that your ways are the best ways and your thoughts are the best thoughts. And Father, I thank you for that. Now bless them and help them. Those who are in business, bless them very specially. Those who are raising families or they're they're married and 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 going through their marital situations that come up in life, the challenges that we face, that you would bless them and keep them. For those who are having health problems, I speak healthy bodies into them. I ask for healing in the name of Jesus for anyone that's struggling with any kind of sickness illness, because by your stripes, Lord Jesus, you promised our healing. And for anyone who's listening in, Father, if they have a need of any type, Lord, I pray they just take it directly to you. Thank you, God, for this opportunity. I pray you would bless all those listening in, prosper in all things, bless them, Father, and they would receive success your way, Father. I'll be careful to give you the praise for it. Now, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. As I mentioned before, we're going to continue our teaching in this area of success. Matter of fact, my next podcast is entitled How Failure Brings Success. So I think that God's got something really special in plan for us. We'll look into how failure can be the first step to succeed and we will learn what the Bible has to say about success and failure. We're going to discuss how God helps those who have failed, and that He then then turn that failure into a great success in their life. So, a lot to be said about that. So, I pray that you'll listen into that one and let your friends and neighbors know about the upcoming teaching in the area of how to turn failures into success. With that, I'd like to give you more information about the Quality Christian Living podcast that we have. We've been doing this podcast now for about two and a half years, and this is my 256 podcast, I believe. Believe. and there's a lot of them that we've done on various titles if you'd like to know more about the quality christian living podcast you can go to my webpage page at davidcfriendauthor.com and when you go there on the front page there'll be a link to all my podcasts and when you go there and pull that link up you'll see 256 or more of them listed and we're going to be covering topics on finances topics on prosperity topics on the gifts of the spirit and the how to walk in the fruit and the love and the presence of the holy spirit and how to have life and have it more abundantly. We're going to talk about miracles. We're going to talk about faith. There's series after series after series dealing with the issues that we will all face in order to live a quality Christian life. So I hope that you'll do that. And when you're on that page, you can scroll down a little bit and you'll see a reference there to some books that I've written. There's five of them on Amazon now. One entitled Receive Everything from what we call Nothing. That's a book on faith. When we think we have nothing, we really have everything. Another book entitled Generosity, What's in It for Me? And that shows you how you're always blessed whenever you're generous with someone else. There's two books for veterans on issues facing veterans this day and also a book on finances entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. So a lot of great things that the Lord has given me and I think they'll be a blessing to you. I have a brand new book coming out here in the next couple of months and it's entitled Faith for Miracles and it's a series of lessons and teachings on how to see miracles in our life And I know I've been blessed to be healed of several life-threatening diseases. And I know I want to share those thoughts with each and every one of you. So if you'd like to know more about the podcast, you'd like to know more about quality Christian living, you can subscribe to my podcast by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. So with that, I'm going to bring this to a close now and just pray a blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you. May you receive the success that you have in your life directly from God. May he bless you. May you live that abundant life that Jesus spoke about. to Live life and live it more abundantly. Thank you once again for listening to Quality Christian Living. This has been podcast number 256 and I am your host, David Friend. God bless you.